T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And Overnight America, another hour live. And then we flip over to the replay hours from midnight until 2. But... That gives us a lot of time to take some more calls tonight at 314-436-7900. I'm so glad Rick called in at the end of the last hour. I wish we would have had some more time with him. Rick is so good. And I remember him calling in in the past. I love hearing his blues stories. And I was going to ask him if, because I remember last check, I think he was just purchasing a ring and he was anticipating getting married by the end of the year. I thought he was at least or was saving for it. So I was I didn't get a chance to ask him. So, Rick, if you're still listening, of course, I remember your story. I was I was curious, but we ran out of time. But what he mentioned was that you can sit with a pastor and you can sit down and talk about the regrets people have either on their deathbed or maybe after it's too late. And you hear those stories about uh, the, the regrets of never apologizing, never evening things up before, and the, the, the hurt, the damage that could be to a family because of it. I, I, I wanted to just give this observation of what Rick said, and I feel like with the different families that get on this sort of thing, I see it more often that someone just cannot, cannot understand why a family member or a close friend would vote for Donald Trump, so they cut him off and they will never talk to him ever again. That happens much more often than someone that would support Trump would see, oh boy, you're voting for Biden. Well, I, I got to kick you out of the house. I don't, it's, it's much more the other way around where you support Trump, you get cut out of someone's life. And I, I, I just wanted to make this point. If you hate Donald Trump so much that you would cut someone out of your life, Number one, you're giving all this control into a person that you don't like, number one. Number two, you have more of a hate for a person than you do love for a family member. I think that's a you problem. That's a problem in your own heart. You have to realize that you can't let your hate for a person like Donald Trump impact what should be something between you and a family member, the type of love you have as a family there. Keep in mind, that's probably more of a you thing than it is a them thing. 314-436-7900. Let's go to Jerry, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Hi, Jerry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, Brian, I appreciate you very much. Been listening to you for a long time. But I was born and raised in Missouri, and I want to tell you, I went to Vietnam, came back, and uh, we bought, we, this country has not been more united and more of people, uh, inspiring people, get motivate the people since Ronald Reagan days. And here we are, like you said, and I, I appreciate some of these people calling in that this been negative, but like you just said, don't, don't uh, get upset. At your family members and bring because Donald Trump. If you don't like Donald Trump, you ought to like the country. Uh, appreciate that the military and what he's done for this country. Uh, I mean, come on, folks. That's what Ronald Reagan done, and now we are stronger. Uh, the farmers, everybody. I mean, I've traveled 26 states since this thing, and I didn't see Joe Biden signs. I seen Donald Trump signs. And, I mean, I'm sorry, I was in Oklahoma and Arizona, different places, and more people motivated. I mean, uh, we had a a man that cared. He had a heart for people, and uh, he came. I mean, when you you could just see it in his eyes. I mean, and if you don't like the man, you ought to like the country. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you for calling in. I think there's a lot to be said, and I know this is going to be controversial to some people when I say this, but I, I feel like I'm, the Republicans are viewed as the party of hate because they have you know, certain religious beliefs and they believe state rights or they believe that there's a right to life and all of these different things that are driven to them by a deeply held religious belief or faith, and then they look at that, oh, you're just hate, you just hate other people because of that. I just want to point out, I believe that the Democratic Party ran on a party of hate, which is the hate of Donald Trump. What you see is a Joe Biden will get up there and he's got this kind of gentle approach to him or, you know, people want to look at Kamala Harris. Uh, we're going to coddle the, 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 the voters. We're going to get out there and we're just going to give them a big old hug and tell them everything's going to be all right. So they have this soft, gentle approach. But the whole idea, the only thing that motivates them is their hate for Donald Trump. And I think one of the proofs of that is that you just don't see any excitement around Biden-Harris ticket. You didn't see people show up to their free speeches or their rallies. You didn't see people putting out road signs as much. I mean, it's, I mean, do you really honestly see more Biden uh, yard signs than you do Trump signs? I don't think so. You didn't see the caravans. You didn't see the people going out and, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting and doing their thing. And I, I just got to say, there's so much that's driven by the hate of Donald Trump that has engulfed your party. You have to accept that. Um, so I, I don't think you should be turning the tables on the Republicans and trying to name call at this point. Let's go to Diane. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to say was, is that I voted for Donald Trump. And the reason why is because Donald Trump did what he said he was going to do in the four years that he was there. He, um, the Democrats have tried to fight Donald Trump all the way. Now, mm-hmm. Biden, if I'm correct on Fox News, Biden had said that he was going to raise taxes. He was going to get rid of oil 
if he gets rid of oil and coal, what are the railroad guys going to do? Are they going to lose their jobs because Mm. Biden wants to get rid of that? And why is Biden fracking? He said he was going to frack. Then he recants. And if you listen to his speeches that he put on there, he said it's Donald Trump's fault that the coronavirus was here. No, it's not Donald Trump's fault. It is China's fault. China knew what they were doing. That's why they did what they did. And if you listen to Biden's speeches, he was slurring his words, and he's reading off of what the campaign tells him. Hmm. So if Biden is going to become president, let's see if he does things for the American people and tells these Democrats, look, we need to change things so this world is not the way they are and just get rid of some of the Democrats or make them change their ways because this world is so undivided, corrupt, and I am so glad my parents don't have to live in this world today to see this world the way it is. Uh, all right, Diane, thank you for calling in. You're welcome. So she mentioned a, a lot of different things at the onset there about Joe Biden. I really do believe he, if if he doesn't have early onset dementia, he, he might even be the, the diagnosis because I see so many different signs of it, and I think a lot of other people see signs of it too. For example, I don't know if you saw the clip, but the other day he introduced his son, Bo Biden, to a crowd. Now keep in mind, Bo passed away some years ago. Um. And even at night, you would see this thing. Like, even last night when he did a speech, you can see that it almost looked like the lights were out in his eyes. He was able to execute the words off the teleprompter, but, man, you can just see on his face it was a different story. I think anyone that's had to live through that with a family member would recognize the type of signs where people are hiding. They're hiding the problems that they're having by certain ways, and Joe Biden has all of those telltale signs. So... Yeah, number one, the health issue in his age is is a factor. She mentioned the taxes. He said that he would repeal Trump's tax cuts, so that would also include all of the different tax cuts. Uh, You know, who knows, because he didn't really think, you know, as far as I know, he didn't put out a full plan on if he would get the things. But mostly he wanted to point that, no, we're going to tax more people that are high income earners, so you don't have to worry about it. But repealing all of Donald Trump's tax reforms would impact everyone listening here today because it's not just the highest earners that were impacted by that. It was a lot of middle class. So, yes, and then the energy and the fracking, I think he is way ambitious. We're definitely not ready to switch everything to alternative fuels. We're far away from that. Unless you're trying to get nuclear out there, that's like the only thing that would be able to carry us if you wanted to do more uh, clean energy in that sense. We'll take some more of your calls coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. I keep seeing the lower third on CNN's website, or I should say their cable news network. Expecting new vote totals in Arizona, Georgia tonight. Yeah, they've been saying that for a couple of hours. We haven't had an update in a while. I'm hoping that we do get some more of these updates. It'd be nice to have a definitive answer on Georgia and Arizona tonight. Wouldn't that be something? 314-436-7900. I want to take more of your calls on this. And originally the conversation started, if you believe Donald Trump has what it takes to come back and win this thing, 
Um, my confidence level is still pretty low, unfortunately. I, and he's definitely got a chance, but my confidence, I would feel a lot better if he turned Arizona around. And then I think the, the tides change at that point. Let's go to Tammy. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. Great. I'm calling because I've been screwed by several Democrats, first by Clinton, who signed the NAFTA agreement, sent my job overseas. Mm -hmm. Then Obama came in and put Obamacare in, and I was paying for my health care on my own, and then I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now we finally have someone that's not a politician that's in there making us money in our 401ks, IRAs, Sectra, and they want to vote him out? Seriously? Yeah, I don't the get whole it. NAFTA thing. I don't know how many jobs we lost because of that. But oh, and remember at I, the very end, there was like Western Union lost uh, thirty-eight hundred or so. They well, all went to general, either. Remember at the. Yeah, well, I'm just say at the end of the Obama administration, he said, oh, those jobs are never coming back. Those are gone. You don't have a magic wand that could just all of a sudden bring overseas jobs back to the United States. Well, here we are seeing the investment in these American companies reinvest in American plants and people. And uh, well, I just it, say the, the great irony to it all why? is uh, president. Let me just say this real quick, too. The great irony of this all is that after Obama's out of office, what they're doing is they're touting, oh, look at all these foreign governments and they're investing in companies here in the United States. Oh, this Chinese company is going to come and fill out a plant that was open at one point, but now it's closed because we lost the jobs overseas. So you had um, you had so many people looking at it and saying, oh, boy, look at that. But then you have a president that comes in, you know, like somehow we're supposed to be proud that a Chinese company will open up a. A, a business in here in the United States, they would pay probably about half at a good paying job working for like an auto industry like GM. And then we have Donald Trump come in and say, you know, we're, we're done with this. We're going to put the tariffs back in place. We're not going to allow the manipulation of a country like China and some of these other countries that are doing this to us. We're going to put a new deal in. We're getting rid of NAFTA and we're doing the agreement with Canada and Mexico. We're going to put all these things in place. Oh, yeah, we're going to make it tax friendly for you to bring your companies back in here. We'll give you the incentive and every opportunity to do so. And how about that? Big companies started to do it. And one of the things Donald Trump said was all I had to do was pick up the phone and talk to the leaders of these companies. All I had to do was call and ask them and they started doing it. He said, I, things I could do in a 10, 15-minute phone call was amazing. And here we are today. Um, do you think President Obama picked up the phone and tried to ease the situation, or Joe Biden, for that matter? No, no I we, saw, really we saw all the jobs leave. Obama screwing up my insurance. I haven't had insurance since he was in office. That's terrible. Yeah. All right, Tammy, thank you for the call. And that's insurance is a major issue because you put those mandates in. What happened during Obamacare? The whole idea is we're going to open up the ability for you to go and shop and we'll have the marketplace for you to go and look at. And because there's more competition, none of that actually played out. Actually, it was was pretty terrible. In fact, the whole idea was your state was supposed to subsidize you. So when you found out a lot of states couldn't afford to subsidize you and they allowed it to the markets, your premiums went through the roof. 
And a lot of people did find themselves hurt because of that. If they lost a job or they got kicked off of their uh, insurance through the company they were working through because, you know, the company said, great, you know, a government will take care of you. Then what happened next? Or you got your hours dropped down to 30 because they then they didn't have to give you insurance or whatever was the reason to drop your insurance. What happened then? You found yourself shopping around and you look at it and you say, wow, wait a minute, this is way too expensive. Like, uh, like I'm going to be able to afford all of this for a family or no one could. And then the whole idea was you're going to get taxed and uh, by the government for not having insurance because you can't afford it to begin with. All of this talk about insurance premiums and things going down, non-existent. The only place that existed, places like California, who decided to take, um, to take it up on their own, as in we're going to subsidize it and heavily subsidize it. And look what happened to uh, states like that. Man, they went so far into debt because they couldn't balance anything because the cost was so high because it rose cost uh, exponentially higher for them too. And look at Illinois trying to do that. They estimated, okay, how much money is it going to cost to cover this? And then the actual was, what was it, like double than what they thought? I have to look at the statistic. But it happened to so many different states. The, The whole fallacy that insurance was going to be more affordable was absolutely false. And you had to, I'm just, I'm saying this, I don't think the insurance here in the system we use in the United States is perfect. In fact, I think it's a pretty bad system. It's just, we got so many issues. We got so many problems. The cost gets driven up by medical providers and hospitals and whatever. A lot of times you can't even see how much you're getting charged until after the fact. There's no way to dispute it. It's it's insane what they charge you for these things. And then you wonder, okay, why? Because a lot of times either the insurance company or the government will pick it up if it's Medicare and Medicaid. And what do they care if they're going to drive the prices up? Because they're still going to make money off of it, and that's how they do the game. Um, and it's bad. It's a terrible game to play. We, we should be doing a lot more with health care. There's no perfect system for this. Uh, I don't want to go full-blown democratic socialism like the Bernie Sanders of the world because I don't think it'll get cheaper, honestly. But... I, I got to digress here. I'm going on this rant about insurance. I really want to take your calls. Let's go to John. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening, Ryan. Good to hear from you. Good evening, so Ryan. So go ahead. Yep, I can hear you, John. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Very well. Uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of uh, KMOX. I used to listen to uh, Jim White. I called him many times. Uh, I've been a fan of KMOX for over 80 years. Wow, that's wonderful. Uh, this is about uh, Arizona. Uh, I have uh, military friends that are retired out there. I'm retired myself, as far as that's concerned. But uh, And they uh, got together, Republicans, Democrats, and all, because of the way he insulted John McCain. He's a hero out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they wouldn't vote for him for anything in the world. And if it hadn't been for that, he would carry Arizona. Yeah, probably. What makes me wonder, too, is then why was the former Senate seat that was held by McCain, why did that flip to a Democrat then? If if that was just a Donald Trump thing, the Senate seat shouldn't be reflective of that, should it? Uh, Well, most people just follow along uh, with the way they vote. Uh, Hmm. uh, That could be. Yeah, a lot of times Uh, you see that. What, kind of the time or something along those lines? Yeah, it's a big number. Um, yeah, it made me wonder that because I thought if that was just a McCain thing, then if they were still Republicans but hated Donald Trump and they were going to flip their vote over to the other side, then they would still at least support a Republican for Senate. That makes me wonder because because I, I would think they would do that. Um, and let me, John, let me give you another thing I saw online. I think Arizona is planning to come out with some updated numbers here in the next like five minutes. I think they said 
um, 15 minutes ago or so that it was going to happen. So we may even get a better idea if Donald Trump has maybe narrowed that margin or if Joe Biden has gone further up and makes it harder or maybe even impossible for Donald Trump to take it. So I think we're going to get an Arizona update here soon. But thank you for calling in, John. In 80 years of listening to KMOX, that's beautiful, wonderful. Yes. Love hearing that. And thank even you. before Jim White. <laughs> you were what was on nights before Jim Knight, uh, Jim White? Do you I remember? don't remember. Because yeah, that's the uh, thing. I'm in the ninth, year of, ninth decade. I'm in the ninth year of my ninth decade, and my memory is not as good as it used to be. I understand. Well, we're all like that. You know, I'm 37, and my memory's not as good as it <laughs> well, used to be. I, I listen to you as often as I can. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Have a great night. And he's right. There, there's a John McCain factor. I think a lot of people are pointing out. Let's um, real quick. Let's go to Craig, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Here this evening. Uh, all I have to say is I am a strong, strong conservative. People, you need to just get over. Trump is not got the greatest personality in the world. He should have stayed off with Twitter, but he is an outstanding president. He is a great leader in regards to that area. In regards to us getting Biden into the office, people need to remember that God is pro-life, obviously. And we are not going to have pro-life if we have Biden and Harris in there as our next presidential team. Even if Biden ends up having to step down because it's obviously he's got dementia, uh, then Harris is a big, big, big Planned Parenthood individual. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to be stated because you got to look at what the agenda is in a lot of these different states. Now, keep in mind, Craig, I want to point out what some of the states have done, which I think are as much as I hate abortion. I think some states have even tried to make at least reasonable accommodations, meaning that you have to be able to be accepted into a hospital. So if there is a botched procedure in one of these places, the person doesn't have their life in danger and they even fight things like that. You have New York cheering for abortion up until moments before birth, which is amazing. In Virginia, you have the governor bragging that you could even have infanticide, so deliver the baby and decide after. In California, you look at some of these heavy liberal states, they talk about abortion. There's zero life in the womb, which is very concerning because that's the path they're going down with a Biden-Harris. That's what they are. Those are the people that are supporting them, and that's who they're supporting. So it's very concerning for people of faith to hear those things. And uh, Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Craig, for calling in. Um, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. I want to make sure to take as many of your calls as I can because I, I do think this is just such a active night. We could be getting some new numbers from Georgia here momentarily. In fact, I think CNN may be bringing it up here And then we should be getting some from Arizona here soon, too. So we'll bring those to you as soon as I can see them. Let's take some more of your calls. And Ken's been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, thanks, uh, Ryan. Uh, You said earlier that um, if you hated Trump, it would be not a Trump problem. It would be a you problem. And I, I certainly don't hate Trump. I have very strong feelings against him. But I don't think it's a me problem because he's a phenomenon. Mm. I if I went on a camping trip, I'd lo- I'd love to go with the bushes. I I think <laughs> yeah. it'd be a lot of fun. I mm. also think they can lead our country. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at the relationship between Michelle Obama and George W. <laughs> I tell you, it's great. It, it, it's so great to see. And then, you know, in talking about Trump, the reason that I, f- I feel so strong against him, I, I would not have a friend that lied to me consistently. I wouldn't have a friend that was a hypocrite. I wouldn't have a friend that if I did something good, he would take credit for it. Or if something uh, bad happened, he would he would blame it on me. So, you know, this guy I, I is... Think, the- um- let me just point something out real quick, because I think the context of how I brought that up is um, maybe maybe what you're you're saying here is just a little out of context, because I was talking about the rifts that you have in families. We had one caller earlier that said his brother um, was voting for Trump and he couldn't stand it. So he cut his brother out. So he would refuses to talk to him. And I said, you know, if you hate Trump more than you love your brother, that might be a you problem. That that was the point well, I was trying to make. So no, I, not I, necessarily- I actually. Yeah, and I I do think um, that I'm not saying I was exactly on target, but my sister and her husband, very strong uh, Republicans. And I tell you, I have I would never say this to them, but I have a problem not feeling uh, of, of not feeling less about them because of their feelings towards Trump. And maybe that is a me problem. I just this guy is totally different than, hmm. you know, the Bushes or, 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 or any of those. So this is different. Trump is just and, you know, you can say, well, he he can be a bad person and still be a good president. I, I just I don't I don't think he's that either. Oh, OK. Well, thank you for your call, Ken. Yeah, I think that even with I I look at my own neighbors and I think both sides on the left and right of me both voted for Biden. If I had to guess, I'm almost positive of that. Um, And they know I voted for Trump. And, you know, and we know that they know and all of these things. And it's not to me when I get a call and he says, hey, can you help me move a couch? I'm going to go over there and help him. Or if they say, hey, um, uh, we need this tool. Hey, I'll, I'll come by. I'll see if I got it. You can borrow it. No problem. And they'll do that for me. If I give them a call, hey, I'm having an issue. Can you help me pull this out? Yeah, sure. We don't have any issues with it. We don't feel like we're going to treat each other differently because we voted in a different way. Now, in the own family, in the instance we were talking about before, if you'll cut your own family members out and refuse to talk to them because they're going to vote a certain way, because they, to me... It shows that you got a lot more hate for a person, which is in this case, if you got more hate for Donald Trump than you do your family member. That's an issue I think you got to deal with because you should still have love for your family members. You really should. That shouldn't matter who they vote for. You should not cut them out. I mean, this is something that families have to deal with, though. It's, it's a true thing. Let's go to Tamara, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Um, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so I just have a lot of things to say, but I'm going to keep it really, really, really short because I know you have other people. Um, you sound like a nice guy. So I want to ask you this question. I am a liberal Democrat. I love guns. I love God. Um, but as I said, I'm a Democrat. I don't agree with everything my party does. For one, 
supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that's stupid. Supporting defund the police. I think that's insane. Um, I'm here in Missouri. Cori Bush just won. I did not vote for her. But there's a reason why I couldn't vote for her, and there's a reason why I don't understand someone you sound like a very intelligent guy. You sound like someone who has morals and values. How in the world can you say that Donald Trump is doing an excellent job? And you know he's not. You know he's not. I can I can oh, say I, with my party. I can say it. I can truly say, like I said, Black Lives Matter. There it is. All of them. Like, there's no, it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I support my party, I, but I, I can call them out. Why can't you call out Donald Trump and say that this guy is a bigot? He's a racist? Mm. He's, See, he's I, illiterate? I, you know he I, is. I, I don't think he's a racist. Um, and what was the last thing you said? He's a what? He's, well, he's illiterate. Like, he oh, can't. Illiterate. You know that. Like, with John McCain, by me being. Tamara, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. You kind of cut out there for a second. Hello? Oh, there we go. Sorry. Say okay. that again. Can you? I said, I'm. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah, it kind of faded out there for a second, but go ahead. Okay. I said, I'm a veteran. I'm a teacher. And from what he's done to veterans, Taking, attempting to take away benefits from veterans, calling John McCain, um, saying that he shouldn't have been captured. That was insane. When John McCain and Barack Obama were running, running against each other, and this crazy woman called him a Muslim, which I don't understand what's wrong with that anyway, but he's not. And John McCain said, no, 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 no. We might have different ideologies. We might think different, but he's a good man. That's a hero. That's what I'm talking about. Where are the people like that? You think you're like that. Yeah, I think the uh, there's there's certain things that could be breaking points. So if you're like a lifelong Republican and you always vote Republican down the line, what's that breaking point? What's that thing that would make you vote on the other side around? I think in the election where you can look at the things that Donald Trump has accomplished as a president, they are very much in line with how Republicans would want a Republican president to be. So the things that may be auxiliary to that, which is his personality, his character, things like that, they're able to say, you know, that could be that could be something that is not a deal breaker to me as long as we're getting all of these other things. And I, you know, that's part of it, too. I don't look at Donald Trump as someone that I model myself after. I don't think that he dictates what my morals are, what my faith is. None of those things change because he's flawed as a person. If if I'm going to vote for him, I'm going to expect certain things for him in office like I did in 2016. And he's done amazing things as president. But the character aside, you're right about his character. You can absolutely look at the flaws in the characteristics of him that are definitely not desirable. But I don't think it's enough for me to say, well, I'm willing to give all of that up. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to slide the other way around because he's mean to people. I, I just, I'm not at that level. So if character is what the number one thing you would vote for, like let's say character is the only thing you're looking for. It doesn't matter what the policies are. Man, every politician is flawed. Every single politician. They all have issues, all of them.
I mean, you can you can look at Joe Biden and just look at his history with all of this. You, you can go down the line and see all of the really shady and weird things he's done with, you know, documented with women and his issues, his mixed problems with race going back to his early years when he was running for office in office, you know, in the 90s and even recently. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that you can say, well, I don't like that either. Maybe it's not like the NFL where you have two flags thrown on each side and it counteracts each other. Maybe it's not one of those deals and you're trying to choose the lesser of the two if it's a character issue. But to me, um, I, I just look at the accomplishments and say, you know what, I want more of those for four years and that's why I'm going to vote for him. That's, I, don't have a, I, see, I don't see that you have to anchor yourself to the person and try to say that somehow they're their flaws as a person somehow are going to mirror you and you have to take on the burdens of some other person when you're talking about a politician. And really, if anything, I think what we've learned over the past four years is maybe it was a mistake to begin with to try to look up to politicians and try to uh, look at them for anything more than trying to get policy out of it. You know, it's it's going to be difficult to reverse this course anymore. I hope that answers your question. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. This me? Yes. Go ahead, Mike. Well, that was a nice call from that uh, young lady, and it was a uh, even a better response by you. I love the show tonight. Great show. I like it all the time. But I, I just wanted to ask you a question. Do you think that there's any shenanigans really going on with this election and this vote counting? Because I surely do. I think they, they, I think, I think that with the mail-in voting and all these ballots coming in and different things, I, I just, do you think there's any kind of corruption going on with that? I, I think that there's a chance, as in it's worth looking into. I think that when you look at the irregularities, there's reasons, and I mean, there's very specific things you could point out in certain precincts and districts. And when you're within a margin of error of uh, 10,000 or 20,000, you know, 30,000, that's enough to, that's enough to warrant looking into it. I also think you want to make sure that things are in accordance to what the laws are. So you're not counting ballots and you're not counting people that shouldn't have voted to begin with, meaning that they either send in the ballot too late, it's past the threshold. Some people that weren't registered properly, like here in Missouri, if you don't get the the stamp or the notary on, then, you know, there's certain things that each state has that makes a vote valid. You want to make sure only the valid votes are getting counted. And we're not getting to the point where we're adding in just for the sake of because it was sent in the valid, the verification process was relaxed. I think you got it. We're, the margins are so low on this. You can't allow that to in this election. Um, so is there is there a question in some of these? Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm going to just call this. If places like Georgia go to Donald Trump and it's close, you know that Joe Biden's going to contest it. So it's, both parties are going to find things to contest. It's not just Donald Trump. He's just more vocal about it. And he's probably going to use it more often. I think he's going to use that use that power of him to contest these things probably more than Joe Biden will. But that might just be more or less a reflection that he's not willing to give up. Um, but, yeah, there's things. There's things that concern me, Mike. Thank you for your call. There, uh, just 15 minutes ago, by the way, there was an update in Georgia. And as of right now, the election results in Georgia from 15 minutes ago, Donald Trump still has a lead there, but it's very thin. It's like 28,000 votes. 
Uh, wait, 26,000 votes. Ooh, very, very close. Nothing from Arizona yet. We'll take some more of your calls coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. All right, so I want to get to as many of the calls on hold as we can before we say goodnight. So let's do that first. Diana, welcome to Overnight America. Ryan. Yes. Hello. Go ahead. So I am not a liberal Democrat. I'm a woman. I'm politically independent. I don't love guns, but I know how to use them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that being said, I just wanted to make two brief comments. First of all, with the uh, Affordable Health Care, Affordable Health Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of hate directed towards people. Barack Obama because of that um, because of that act mm-hmm. which was really uh, somewhat duplicated uh, from an act that was constructed by a Republican mm-hmm. also known as Mitt Romney it was basically the same act it was similar in the sense that he did it to a state of Massachusetts uh, as opposed to the country. So not really quite replicated to 50 states. Didn't really scale well at all. Okay. So, but what, what people should do is just write their Congress, represent, write their representatives and just meet with your representatives. Because if you really want to know the truth, You know, there's been so much hate in the atmosphere in this country, so much division that uh, wasn't here years ago. I mean, there's always been an element of hate. But to make a long story story short, um, I I, I heard a guy said that uh, he was conservative. And I, I heard these political terms, which I rarely use, conservative, liberal, blah, blah, blah. But the the original Progressive Party came from uh, the original Progressive was Theodore Roosevelt, who was a Republican, by the way. Bull Moose. And, yeah, uh, and, D- uh, Diana, I'm sorry, we gotta we gotta go because we're running short on time. But you're at for the history lesson and such, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare. Man, I, I wish I had more time to get into it, but no, it it, it really fell short, and that's a whole different story. Nancy. I'm so sorry. You've been waiting so long, like 20 minutes. Can you do 30 seconds and tell me what you thought? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. I just think that Trump is a very strong person when it comes to foreign policy. You don't hear much about the North Korean guy carrying on and shooting yeah. off rockets anymore. Yeah. And I think Camilla and Joe Biden, I, I can't imagine them dealing with the foreign leaders of the world the way Donald Trump has. Oh, yeah, they'd be taken advantage. Uh, and the big thing is they would just steamroll over the two. I don't think they would be strong enough to stand up 
to countries even. So good point, Nancy. You know, that does it for us here on Overnight America. I'm sorry. And thank you. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to all your calls here, but what a great night and great conversation. We'll do it again tomorrow. Join me at 8 o'clock. And I swear, if you're on the line now, I'll take your call first tomorrow if you want to, just to uh, say sorry to Joyce and Dwight. But either way, have a great night. Enjoy the replay hours. We'll see you soon. Bye. Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the telephone I don't want to spend another night alone Sleeping with the radio on It's the only way I can make it to dawn Sleeping with the radio on You're on my mind And I can't forget you Take the rest of the day To get it back together And I would love to tell a Now that you're here I'm gonna love you forever Sleeping with the radio on I don't want more of those nights on Sleeping with the radio on You're on my mind And I can't forget you Sleeping with the radio on T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.